the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. For right now, we're going to go to our special VIP line for someone we haven't heard from in a while, largely because I think of her sleepiness or unavailability. Uh, Right now on the line with us, a 17-year-old for a few months more named Amanda. Amanda, how are you? Good. How are you? Thanks for joining us. Are you uh, in the car on your way to that thing, or are you still at home doing your thing? No, I'm going to leave in 15 minutes. Okay, I'll let you know when you can leave. No, I'm kidding. That'll take us through the rest of the break. Now, one of the important things that's taking place starting on Monday, at least in Douglas County, is we're going back to school, sort of, and you are part right. of that. You and your brother go to a high school in Douglas County. We're we're public school family. Uh, go to a high school. Your younger brother goes to the middle school next door, and then your younger, younger brother goes to a charter school, all in Douglas County. What do you know about what Monday and all the days thereafter look like for a student in this pandemic? So it was kind of just recently announced, like within the past few weeks, what school is going to start looking like. And there's a lot of unanswered questions from the district because there just hasn't been a lot of information like trickling down to students and families. Um, But next week is going to be a student orientation week. So what the district did is split up the whole school district into 25%. So each school has cohorts is what they're called of 25% of the population of that school. Um, So I'm, for example, in cohort B, which means that my day to go in on um, student orientation week is Tuesday. One day for the whole week, just one day for the whole week. Yes. Cause there are five days in the week. All remote learning. Oh, I'm aware. Is every Friday Um, all remote learning? Yes. And our classes, at least for high school, um, don't start until like noon. In the beginning of the day, we have what's called collaborative time, which I don't know what that's supposed to be. And then where you collaborate in seminar. Where you collaborate. That's what it sounds like. Um, And then all of our classes, we have seven class periods every single day. And then on Fridays, they're 25 minutes long. So I don't know what we can hold on. Hold on. On what day? What day are classes 25 minutes long? Fridays. The remote learning day classes are only 25 yep. minutes long? Yeah. Huh. Now, and listen, I'm not going to put any of this on the teachers. I think there was probably a lot of pressure from teachers unions and individual teachers to not have to go back into the classroom. And I had one on a couple of them on last week and they expressed to me their greatest concern was not getting COVID from you or the kids. It was getting mm-hmm. COVID from each other. Because you know how COVID yeah. teachers, it turns out, may, may end up being. So let me get this straight. So for next week, you get one day of live instruction. And it's really, in my opinion, if you say orientation, it's going to be how to move around the building in a socially distanced way while wearing your mop mm-hmm. gear, your chemical suit, or whatever they make you wear. No learning is going to go on next week. Is that fair? I'm not going to say no learning is going to go on next week because I do have to bring in, like, books and my computer and stuff, but I feel like it's mostly going to be orientation things. 
Okay, so let's... like meeting your teachers and things like that. Getting past next week, the week after that, what does it look like? So I go in, everyone goes in two days. So, for example, I go in on Tuesday and Thursday. So my Monday and Wednesday is a remote learning day, which means different things to different classes I'm learning. So, for example, in our school, the English department on their students' remote learning days chose to be synchronous, which means... While your peers are in class in the other cohort, um, you will join a Zoom of that class period that you would normally be in. Um, but the science department chose. Well, hang on. Hey, can I talk about that real those... quick? Is the do you know if the yeah. is the camera trained on the teacher okay. sitting behind a desk talking? Is it like the whole classroom? No, there's not a camera. It, it's going to be like a laptop that's set up, or like the teacher's computer that's set up. So, but there'll be a visual part of this. Hopefully. Okay. All right. So synchronous. And then you were talking about the science stuff or computer stuff? The science department at our school at least chose to be asynchronous, which means that you will not contact them on a Zoom or join a live class with them. You will do um, whatever homework they assign you for that day. Whatever homework they assign you for that day. So each teacher is kind of handling it differently. Now, what about the other classes? Are, are there specials? And, and by and specials may not be the right term in high school. Maybe like it's electives. Yeah, yeah, like electives. Mm-hmm. Is there like art and choir and gym and all that stuff? Yes, there are all still those classes. So they're all deciding um, how to proceed with remote learning days and different things like that. So, for example, like engineering is one of our electives. It's just the one I just talked to the teacher yesterday because yeah. I was at school for yearbook. But he ordered like a bunch of supplies from Amazon of wooden dowels and different wood pieces and things that he can send students home with in case we do go online or on those remote learning days so that they can continue to work on their engineering projects. So at so least, all these teachers are having to adjust. So at least for the synchronous classes, and is that what's happening with French and the foreign languages? Because I know you're big into that. I believe so, but I'm going to find out on student orientation day because it really depends on each teacher what they want to do. Man, here's what makes that challenging. So during Monday through Friday, or at least Monday through Thursday, if you have Mm -hmm. English every day, and is that possible, or do you guys bounce around and do, even in the non-COVID times? No, we have every single class every single day. Okay, so... Which is new for us, because we usually have block periods. So we have 50-minute classes every single day. So the synchronous ones, that's your regular schedule. So if you have English at 10 a.m., Monday through Thursday, you're going to be doing English. It's just whether you're going to be at home behind a laptop or sitting in that class. Yeah. Studio. Okay, I got that. But otherwise, you're just sort of in this place where you just have to work on your own. Now, I remember what you guys were doing uh, last semester. I got, I can't even believe it's yeah. saying last semester. For your younger brothers, in my opinion, it was not effective at all. I mean, uh, Graham and Jeff were done by 8.30 in the morning every single day. Troubling for me as your dad was that both you and Trey had been told, hey, at this point, no matter what you do or don't do, you will end up with the highest grade that you had or the grade you had when we went into the pandemic. Uh, that's frustrating because mm-hmm. I know human nature. And if you give someone an incentive well, not to not do something, okay, year. that was what I was going to ask. And thank you for cutting me off your ground. A few things. You're welcome. Go a ahead. few things with that is um, one, I'm kind of concerned because there's two different ways teachers can take the remote learning days. They can assign you a ton of homework and then make it all do at like 3 p.m. or something and use that as your way to 
do attendance for that day to show that you were technically there because you do have to take attendance on those days off with teachers. And then um, the district isn't doing that policy anymore. All of our grades are going to operate normally, like as normal grades. They're not going to hold grades just because you're online. So how are they going to count like participation if that's even part of the grading process? Well, my understanding is that on all of the remote days, you have to somehow check in with your teacher. So the way I was talking to um, the engineering teacher, for example, today, he's going to set up his engineering class that's in person. Then he's going to check in his online students in a Zoom and take attendance for them. So after he does all that, he probably has a 45-minute class period left, and then because all of his kids... Hold on, so five five minutes of the 50-minute block is just checking people in rather than eyeballing the desks or something? And doing attendance? Yeah. Right. And then because kids use computers in his room, and all of the teachers have to sanitize the desks and computers and whatever materials they use in between classes, so he has to do that before his next class period comes in because there's not... It's only a five-minute passing period. Huh. So the other thing, I feel so bad for the teachers because while they've had the whole summer to be able to plan like remote learning lessons or whatever the school year is going to look like next year, instead of giving them a heads up with how school is going to look, the district announced it literally a week and a half ago. I have no doubt that this is a horrible burden on the teachers. I don't, I don't blame them at all. And Frankly, when I say, hey, I don't think the way that we did things last semester, and even as it's starting to sound like some of this semester is ineffective, it ain't their fault. I mean, th- this is the environment that we're in, and I'm trying to figure out how we get to a good place from here. Um, but when you talk about uh, remote learning, in dad's mind, remote learning is you may be looking at a monitor, but you have a live human being talking you through this, that, or the other. Is that what's going to happen with remote learning? Depends on the teacher. Okay, so outside of the synchronous classes, outside of the synchronous classes uh is remote learning, and I'm using air quotes here, is that just going to be I assign you homework to do away? Because that's homework. That's not remote learning. That's homework. Yeah. That's it? Yes. That's the asynchronous lesson plan is just to assign work to the students so far. And each teacher is handling it differently, so I'm only – speaking on what I've learned going into the school and talking to the teachers that I've seen there so far, because they've been there the past two weeks doing like orientation stuff and learning new programs. Um, but that's, yes, that what's so going to happen. We're going to have to come up with a better term because that conflates two things that are very different remote learning, where you're getting that synchronous live, even if it's through zoom, that to me is a big difference from just, Hey, here's your assignment for the day that you're not in school. I'm not available to talk you through all this stuff. You may have questions. You can email me. That doesn't, that doesn't feel like remote learning. That feels like homework, unless we're going to redefine what homework is into remote learning. If we could have done that back the 10 years ago that I was in high school, uh, that would have been awesome. I would have loved to have engaged in more remote learning instead of homework and coming into right. class. What other things are you discovering that are causing you concern as a senior? This is your senior year, big year, right? I mean, this is a year where there are Uh, There's applying to college. What's going on with that? We don't really know. It's a guessing game for everyone. Like, I went in for my senior meeting with my school counselor basically to say, like, I'm on track to graduate and stuff and show her that I kind of know what I'm doing. Um, And it's hit or miss. Like, we don't know if the SAT that's scheduled for September is actually going to happen. We can't tour schools. 
we don't know how schools are going to take different classes because all of our AP tests last year were technically oh, yep. You came well, on and talked to us. Normal AP test. Yeah, and it was clown show, right? Like all right. the years so of French have you have put into it turned into like what a, a five-minute blitzkrieg, which is a German word of uh, French. Right. Yeah. Right. It didn't feel as powerful as a blitzkrieg, though. Right. <laughs> right. It felt like a water super gun. Lame. Yeah. Super lame. Um. Go ahead. So colleges, while they told College Board that they would accept the credit for last year's scores. They might say like, oh, Amanda, you took AP French and got a four, for example, which is passing usually, but it didn't measure your entire year of French. So we're going to count it as an elective credit at our school instead of a language credit. Oh, that which sucks. Is a problem. That sucks right. because your goal is to try to whittle down the cost of getting through college or getting to the others. Yeah, that that's not good for dad to hear out loud either. Well, I'm since... trying to make it the most expensive. I see that you're no based on the list of colleges you've mentioned. uh, It does seem like you're tracking towards how do I bankrupt my parents? Um, I just hope you don't take something. Please don't take something like women's studies or fiber art or something like that. Just please don't use something. I wasn't planning on fiber art, but women's. (laughs) Oh my sweet goodness! Women's studies. So what else? You have not been able to tour colleges. We know that because you know you and your mom were going to go back east. And do a bunch of stuff over spring break. Spring break turned into stay-at-home break. Um, what now? I mean, right. I, we, in fact, as you remember, a couple weeks ago, military had me fly out to teach some foreign officers out there at Newport, Rhode Island. And I was going to take you with me, and Boston's just mm-hmm. down the road an hour or so. And, and But that, that didn't work out either because none of the campuses were having tours. So have they opened right. up yet? I mean, what's the thing? Well, I don't think they're going to open up for tours. Like they're being the campuses that have opened um, are being really um, strict about like who can come to the school and like how long you can check in for and different things like that. Like you, no visitors really. And some of the schools that opened, like I think it was UPenn, opened and had all their kids come back, pay room and board, pay tuition for an in-person semester, and then they were like. Just kidding. We're sending you all home. Now, you bring up another good issue, and this was in the post today, too, is that the regents from the University of Colorado Boulder voted or University of Colorado voted to not refund tuition for students who had prepaid it or paid part of it and then said, you know what, I'm not that excited about paying full tuition for homework or remote learning or whatever. Right. Uh, that's a big deal. Have you given some thought to what you're going to do moving forward if this doesn't get any better? No, I don't. There's not any thought right. we can give because there's no information to base. I mean, have you thought about, about, hey, I'm going to take a gap year between high school and college, which is weird, but take a gap year and just continue to live at home? Oh, no, that sounds awful. Okay, ditto. I, uh, I'm i kidding. No, we'd love to have you. Um, is it uh, well, something where no matter what – because here's the deal. What if you get into a school back east? I know you're looking back east pretty heavily – but right. they don't have the in-class stuff going on yet. Are you just going to move out there to do remote learning where we can pay a lot of your rent? Um, I don't think I, I don't think I'd want to do that. I would rather spend that year working here and getting a job here, but I also okay. want to live on my own. Like, for example, my what? friend's going to see Boulder, and all of her classes are online, but she just had to make the decision last week, I'm going to actually go up to campus and do – my remote learning, but on campus. Okay, that's what I just asked you. Meet people and have that part of the college experience. I so just I, asked I you. guess it depends on the schools. 
Why in the world would you, and this is for folks listening, this is how the sausage gets made in the Brockler household. Why in the world would you move out of the house and get a job and then spend a lot of that money that you earned on rent? To move out of the house. (laughs) I get it. And to just have my own, like, independence in that part of my life. Because that's what college is. Yeah, look, ahead. living on your own. Heads up, you have a tremendous amount of independence right now, okay? So I'm not in a rush to see you put yourself in a position where you're getting to a net zero financially because you spend everything you earn just so that instead of having your own room and car, you can pay someone else for the room. I mean, if you're looking to burn money on rent, you can throw it to me and I'll let you put a lock on your door if you do it. How about that? Pass. Well, we'll keep talking about it. I mean, look, you're still groundable. You're not 18 until uh, several months from now. Uh, Parting (laughs) thoughts for any parents or grandparents that are listening about what to do uh, in in this upcoming next month, I guess, of school. And we'll continue to have you on. This is, uh, by the way, a teenager named Amanda. Know her well for the moment. Apparently, she lives in my house. Um, I would say just my English teacher sent out an email that actually made mom cry the other day. Um, and one of the pieces of advice that she gave was just have grace with yourself and with everyone going back because we don't know what we're getting ourselves into. Um, so just be patient. It's going to be frustrating and it's going to be unlike anything we've ever dealt with before, but it'll all work out eventually. And we're just happy. Like, I'm just glad that students can go back and interact with people again because it was really hard not being able to, right it was really hard not being around other people. And there are students where they don't really have a social life outside of school. So going to school is really their only interaction with other kids their age. So I can't even picture the past five months of just being stuck. No, I I can't either. Uh, And then one last thing that you know is that your younger brother who goes to that youngest brother who goes to that charter school, they have made the decision to open up full time, but they've said, look, we're not doing the halfy stuff you're going to commit to either the entire semester remote or the entire semester in class, and it, it can't change. It's immutable, uh, which I also think is stupid. I get why they do it. I think I, that's I, the worst idea. I, I think it's stupid because uh, if they guess wrong, either way, it's horrible. I mean, what if we figure out a vaccine here in the next month? Why would Graham have to stay at home for the rest of the semester? Or, conversely, right. if uh, things go bad in the classroom, which is a possibility, um, what's going to, anyway, so that's another show. Hey, look, uh, thank you for getting up super early. I, my guess is you're back napping by noon. Uh, this is Amanda from inside my house, giving you uh, her view on get to know your teen and frankly, get to know your school district. We've had some callers already, Amanda, call in and say they've learned more from you about what school's going to look like next week and moving forward than they've heard from their own school district. So congratulations on being well, helpful. Thank you. That's what I was hoping on doing because I've learned more from the teachers and asking them stuff by going into school than I have from the school district. Yeah, I'd love to have the school district and school board step up. Hey, uh, good luck with your thing. I can't wait to see the finished product of it. Love you, and I'll see you at home. Thanks. See you later. That was Amanda, uh, last name unknown, uh, from inside my house, giving us her view of Get to Know Your Teen. We're going to cut away for a quick quick break. We've already got the phone lines filling up if you want to comment on that. I'd like to know, by the way, if you know what your kids are going to be doing next week and what decisions you've made in that pick remote or pick in-class stuff, 303-696-1971. That's 303-696-1971. This is George Brockler on The George Show on 710 KNUS.